Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. Dear Ann My son got married in Dear Ann Landers. I'm very happy to hear that. My wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. all the uh, emails from Urban Outfitters, I thought, I'm done here. Mm-hmm. We're done here. Yeah. Everybody has a moment. They walk into an express and they're like, nope, this is not, no, I'm not this doing this. This is flammable. I mean, I'm not going to get chunneled over to an Ann Taylor, but <laughs> I don't think that I can shop non-ironically in an Urban Outfitters anymore, which is um I only buy lighting from them. Uh, that's about it. That's good. And a like, coffee table book from time to time, maybe. Time to time. Time to time. So, time after time. So, so I'm a bad neighbor. We know this about me. Okay. My jewels would be going around kissing babies, mayor of the neighborhood. That's just his vibe. He goes out, oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, hey, pew, pew. Like, just talking and pew, pewing and all that. He shoots the neighbor? But I'm suddenly awkward when it comes to interacting with these neighbors, any neighbor. Any neighborhood you put me in, I'm not meant to, like, talk to people. And, <laughs> but I'm trying to get better at it. Now, Tony always working outside in, in his yard in the front, which, I mean, if it's 6 a.m., if it's 3 a.m., I'm convinced he's burying bodies out there. Sure. But so now when I walk the dogs, it's like forced interaction. I have to say something. Oh, hey, how you doing, huh? And I'm only getting more and more awkward, and I don't know why. It's almost like I'm an alien that's been dropped on this planet. Like, I've studied your people. And I've watched how you interact. I said the worst, most like robotic, nerdy thing to him the other day. I'm walking the dogs. He's there working on his lawn. Got to say something. Here's what I said. Hey, your lawn looks great. <laughs> it's a labor of love. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's, a, it's a labor of love. It's almost like a robot that's, I've studied your people you say labor of love, you- uh, downloading things, downloading quirky phrases to speak to neighbors. Hey, the kids are getting so big. Must compute, reroute, cannot understand. They're, rich, they're really God's gift. Overheating. No. Hey, hope you're enjoying that trampoline. <laughs> Looks like a lot of fun. There's neighborhood Erin, and she is a fake ass bitch. This is what happens when you live in the suburbs. I guess. This is why I don't talk to my neighbors. You don't have to in New York. In New York, people die and you don't know about it for weeks until the smell comes into the hallway. Thank you. As God intended. When Harry met Sally. Oh, what is that? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I'm going to have to asterisk that now. There there are people that that live in our building that we've talked to maybe a gazillion times. And you get in the elevator, and it is like uh, Groundhog Day. Like, it's a brand new interaction. Mm-hmm. Hey, I hear it's going to rain today. No, it's like, hey, oh, hey. As if, like, I don't know that you live upstairs and that we've had a conversation at length for the past four years. Oh, yeah. In defense of those people, that's me. I've had an interaction with you in an elevator. I'm forgetting you right away. It could be the young gays. That's probably why. And I'm like, listen, if... You want to be awkward with your super tight shorts where I can see the head of your penis? Oh. Maybe 
learn some social skills because if you're really? going to put it all out. I would have thought they would be older. No. The older people, there's, oh my God, there's this couple down the hall. Been there forever. If you ever go into their apartment, you're like, I need to shower. I need a Silkwood shower after this. I need at least like some kind of intense, like uh, steel wool to uh-huh. brush this all off of my uh-huh. body. Yeah. So our neighbor, she's got, it's as if like Sissy Spacek was our neighbor. She's got a braid all the way down her back to nope. her, her asshole. Nope, no. She has an alcoholic husband who is, his health is declining, but we don't know why. So we hear them fighting all the time. Um, And she's like, oh, she's like, hey, how are you? Great, yeah. Hey. And then like, you know, like if she's having a bad day or if she's drunk by the amount of communication between us hey how's it going yeah i'm just uh, i'm just throwing some stuff away and blah, blah, blah. how's it uh, how's the apartment how's you know like how's your summer and i'm like what is happening oh. she gets very chatty the opposite of like the gay men in our building okay i would so much rather the gay disinterested people don't talk to me mm-hmm. it's a labor of love <laughs> well, because some you know i do like the elderly people that are like hi how are you i love your dog grant have a super day that's cute and then there's the ones that's like, you know, I broke my collarbone and now I can't uh, move my arm up and down. It makes it very difficult for me oh, to see, do anything. That's you're what like, happens. Why are we talking about this? I am not your friend. I'm your neighbor. No, but you're a receptor. You're like me. You receive. It's. It, I saw. A it chick- depends on when I receive. I don't know. I'm not always ready to receive. I'm always. I'm never. I'm never ready to receive. Never. Oh, so that's. The, but the and universe. Jim knows that. Did oh. he know that before you were dating? Absolutely. Like you're like, listen, I'm only vaginal. I'm not receiving the other way. No, no, no. That is an exit only zone, or I'll go. (gasps) Okay. You know when you fall on your butt real hard and you go, (laughs) Jim. Is that what you mean? (laughs) That's exactly what I mean. Nobody wants to go near that broken ass. Mm -hmm. So yes, I'm I'm practicing the ways of your people, you humans. Mm-hmm. And it's a labor of love. It's a labor of love. Hey, <laughs> lawn looks great. It's a labor of love. I was square smiling, gritting through my teeth. Even as I said it, I was like, this is wrong. Do you ever walk away? Like, I have those types of things, too. I can't, of course, don't have one off the top of my head. But I'll turn around. I'm like, what the hell did I just say? Oh, like, that's most of my day. I mean, obviously, yeah. we've edited some things out of one of our interviews where uh I was like, why did that come out of my mouth? <laughs> Everything and it's went like, in nothing, slow nothing was ill-intended, but no. it was just like, what? You picked the wrong word in an improv. Right. But sometimes I do that and I'm like, that's not, that. I don't know. It's like, I don't know if I know. It's like my, my brain splits in half oh, and yeah. one's like, oh, I know what you're trying to say. And then the other one's like, I got it. <laughs> and then, like, whiffs. It's like doing a relay race with a guy who has one arm. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I can do this. Just mm-hmm. trust me on it. It's like me playing volleyball in grade school. It's like, got it. And then no. you step out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Don't got it. I liked volleyball. I played uh, for a semester. I did sport one. Mm. Uh, before sport I one. discovered the, the, the theater and the comedie, Mm-hmm. Uh, um, my mother brought this up last time. She was like, you know, 
Remember that time you went through every sport and all of them laughed at you? I was like, yes, that's why I'm in therapy. Thanks for bringing it up. I know. It doesn't hurt at all. I did basketball for (laughs) a day, and then I did track for a day. Mm -hmm. I did swim team for a half a day because they were like, you're going to drown. You got to get out of here. And I would get to the shallow end of the pool and walk and move my Mm -hmm. arms like nobody could see at the bottom of the pool. And now present days, where's Erin? She's in the drain again. She <laughs> fell through the drain. <laughs> Concepcion! We keep losing her down there. Somebody put a trap on that <laughs> Incredible thing. Incredible shrinking woman. Starring Aaron. That's what you should do. Erin McGuire stars in the remake of The Incredible Shrinking Woman. If I have any more of that soup, we will. <laughs> Love that. I'm going down, baby. Going down. Oh my God. We were watching, we were at Flaming, Asshole, Flaming Saddles um, oh. a couple weeks ago. Where's Flaming Assholes? Uh, it's in Hell's Kitchen. It's oh. a homosexual establishment. Oh. And it's like a country western theme. Caper. Oh, wow. Everybody and, loves that. And they theme. do like coyote ugly stuff. So they're like, you know, clogging in their boots on the, on oh, the bar. Oh, it's every been now and again. done before. Right. Although the thing about this is so they're, they dance and whatever. I'll get to the point of the story eventually. <laughs> um, and they're dancing and, you know, you're drinking out of like these glass mugs. And these are guys. At a crowded bar, sometimes there's a smoking machine, and they're like boot scoot boogieing up and down the bar, blah, blah. and I'm like, it is going to take one false kick, and that glass is going to knock my teeth out. Oh my god! Because they start doing, it, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, pull my drink up, and I walk like twelve feet back. Far away. I am not. I don't trust these people. Because accidents can happen, and I understand that. And because they're wearing cowboy boots and very tight short shorts. Correct. And dancing as if they have an imaginary ponytail. Oh. Anyway, so they have TV screens. That day, they're, you know, whatever music is playing, but they're playing 9 to 5 on the TV screen, which is always kind of strange because it's like, why are we watching a movie that we can't hear? Would you rather have them play like the Derek Chauvin trial? Yes. (laughs) No, but I'm watching it. I'm looking at, I'm looking at, uh, 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 Lily Tomlin, I'm like, she is was so pretty. Yeah. I mean, she is. It's just like, it's amazing. Like, she's like this very like proud lesbian and here she is playing like these very like straight moms. Yeah. In like all these films. Who you are. Single mom. Single mom. Yeah. Right. Single mom just trying to make ends meet. Anyway, it's just also another one of my favorite movies. God, I love She's just so fucking hilarious. They all are. Mm-hmm. Come on, Jane Fonda proved herself as a comedic actress. One hundred percent. You're gonna go toe to toe with uh, Lily Tomlin. You better bring it. Right. I love the fact that they're all still friends. Oh, I love that. Oh, oh I want to be nine to five. Yeah. Not really. Not, not no, taking me. it back. I mean, the musical, the movie, the ah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, when you said the cowboy theme, <laughs> reminded me. We, when we were driving around up in the New Hampshire area, uh-huh. there we drove past this this hotel called Adventure Suites. Nope. And every different, you can see it from the outside, all big, huge panels. Each different room or different set of rooms, whatever is in this thing, is a different theme. You know, like country, western, uh, future, whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of the themes was grammar school. And that's a room that you'd stay in? That's, you would stay in a grammar school room. What a nightmare that would be. I'm like, oh, so where all your major traumas developed. So I'm guessing that this is not like a family thing. This no, is it's worse. a family thing. Right. Oh, yes. Okay, so it has no 
weird. No, there's no irony. There's nothing dirty. Well, I don't know. I haven't been in the grammar school section. I think it's it's more about like, clap these erasers. Welcome to your room. Oh, I thought this was more like one of those like erotic hotel chains where it's like, ooh, here's like a library and you're like a naughty librarian. And here's a jail cell. If there's a librarian in there, she's real. Right. Okay. Yeah. Then never mind. I oh. still don't understand it, but I would sort of understand it if it was like erotic. Families go, and then they're like, "Oh, kids, this year we're gonna stay in the, you know, jungle suite." Exactly. And and, and then everything you do, when you go in there, it's the rainforest cafe. And you walk in, there's two live tigers that aren't. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna go <laughs> for Holy it, shit. go for it. This is New Hampshire. You know, I'm sure that, that painting no just laws. lunged at me. That's not a painting. We got to get out of here. I'd Tommy? love to help you, but this Tommy? monkey just took my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> He's shitting in my bag. Oh, sorry. That was me. Paul, we have to get out of here. <laughs> I love it. I, I kind of want to stay in these things, but I specifically want to stay in the grammar school themed room to see what it is. Right, that just chalkboards, just fingernails. I know. Think about all the trauma that happened to you when you were in grammar school. What if I've that's just what that. it was? It's, I've already it, done that. Like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, but like, Oh, fuck. Oh, God. I got the, All you have is the grammar school room? This is all that's Fine. available? Uh, hi, Miss Jacoby. Ugh. I keep having dreams that I'm still either in college of some sort. It happens around this time of year. I've had it for like... It, it it happens throughout the year. Oh, I feel like around this time, my brain is like, you're going to go back to school soon. Is it because you like school supply shopping? I, Lord, don't I love a good pencil and eraser I mean, set. I saw your notebook that I love so much. Which your notebook? joke book. My joke book, Clarissa explains it all. <laughs> Let me tell you, people, every comic is terrified of leaving their notebook behind because it's mostly insane ramblings that could probably put you away in sure. a court of law. And um, I've been trying to be proactive about my joke writing. I'll actually get on the computer and I'll write things out and then I'll print them out and then I'll put the inserts in said joke book. Yeah. And the inserts fell out and somebody found, <laughs> found my notes and he, he took a picture of them and he sent it to me and he's like, can I steal any of this material about gingers on beaches? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's all yours. All that stuff's crap anyway. Take it. Take it, take it, kid. Run with it. Hmm. (sighs) I'm going to jump in because I'm very excited about this episode, and I feel like we're going to have a lot to say on the topic. So, So, without further ado, welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, John Voigt. Oh, God, then I am Angelina Jolie. Oh, let me hug you, honey. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Yeah, was this some kind of clown horn? <laughs> the what? Yep, clown Yoo-hoo. rape. Have you ever drank a Yoo-Hoo? Ugh, once in my life, and I think I never need to do it again. Is it just chocolate milk? There's almost something in the Yoo-Hoo that's not right. Is it malted? Ginseng? I don't what? know. What? I don't no. know. There's something bubbly in there, and I know that it's not right. You know what oh, else is, is carbon- not right? Carbonated chocolate milk. Take your carbonated chocolate milk. 
and lean in. Because this week, like all weeks, we are bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We're taking them out and hanging them up with a stick or a broom. We're hitting them like they're, they're fabulous rugs from far, far away. Just mm. got to clean them off, you know, yes. and the children will go wild. That's yes, right. I like that. It's a pinata of fun. So what are you waiting for? Take out your sticks and hit us on our social medias. Hit us up at Dear Bot Official on your Instagram, your Twitter, and your face place. We have a website where you can binge every last one of our episodes, dearpodofficial.com. Shocker! And hey, hey, hey. Hey. Hey, uh, we're taking your advice questions via email, a very vintage way, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, or you can send us one of your advice questions via the Instaweb. So slide into our DMs at dearpodofficial, and finally, our Patreon page. Would you like to be a patron of the arts? I'm waiting. Oh, yes, I think you oh. would. So then you can subscribe to patreon.com slash dearpodofficial where you will receive extra fun tidbits in your inbox from us every week. Just our way of saying thank you. We love you. Keep supporting us. Keep supporting comedy and comedy podcasts. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Is there any other business that you'd like to attend to? Mm. The business of show. Mm. Think really hard. Mm. Ah. I, think, I think it's time to... Celebrate our topic. <gasps> I am very excited about this week's topic because, and I can thank you for this, Patois, because you came up with this. And let me tell you what, this is a treasure trove of articles. So I think we may come back around and do this as a two-parter somewhere down the like road. Carly Simon, we're coming around again. Coming around again <clears throat> with my relaxing haircut. This week's theme. See, I should wait. Let me get into the. Let me get into this. The vibe of this week's theme. Hello. <clears throat> oh, good. Oh. oh wait, this week's theme is obscene phone calls. Mm. Oh, one of the downers oh. of technology is that, like, the obscene phone call racket. Not really, can, it can't be a thing anymore. No. No, because otherwise you're like, Wyoming, what are you doing calling me? Mm-hmm. You just know, you see it. But I, I miss a landline with just good old people making obscene phone calls for no good reason. Just a, a whatever I do it, I sound like Darth Vader, though. Wait, why would you make obscene phone calls? Why wouldn't I? Girls can do it. No, I just, this, I only would call 911 and hang up. That was my obscene phone call. Oh. And did you breathe heavily? I don't remember. No, I just hung up. Oh, no. Then they actually said to ambulance. can I help you? Click. 911, can I help you? What are you wearing? Um, Just a jersey. Wait, what? <laughs> Why did they, they always want to know what you were wearing? Yeah, like, uh, it's never going to be like, oh, I'm just wearing a camisole and some pajama pants. A negligee? Uh-huh. I'm just standing on my balcony having some Harley's Bristol cream, and I'm just, oh, oh my nipples came out. But if it's the 80s, it's like, what are you wearing? Well, um, an oversized blazer, chunky knit <laughs> turtleneck, high-waisted <laughs> jeans, a Bill Blass belt, uh, something from the Diane Keaton collection. What if you call Diane Keaton? What are you wearing? I'm wearing uh, <laughs> two high-neck turtlenecks, a, a tweed blazer, uh, three scarves, <laughs> some leather gloves. High-waisted pants. And ten pairs of pants. Uh, three belts. Uh, and two a pairs of belt leather too. boots. Um, some bloomers and, and uh, five fedoras. A hat, and I have a scarf, and then I have a cape, mm-hmm. and on top of that, I have 
um, a poncho. <laughs> oh, and and bifocals. Okay, now take it off. It's Which gonna one? take a minute. All right, hold on a minute. <laughs> I'll start with the hat. Let me just start with the bifocals because okay. I only have one. Pair now of take those. that itchy poncho off. All right. I hope now you weren't do doing you anything for the rest of the night. Can I put the phone down <laughs> while I'm taking off my clothes? Yeah, or? I mean, would you mind? Okay. Now I'm gonna take yeah. off this. I'm gonna take off this itchy blazer. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's real oh. wool. Now I'll Merlino take this. wool. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'll take this vest off. <laughs> I do like the idea of. Of also saying the labels of the things. <laughs> well, I've got a Pierre Cardin uh, button down. Here's some. Um, By the time Diane Keaton jeans. gets naked, the guy. Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Mm. <laughs> He's hung He's up. He's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I just I got down the... to my third turtleneck. <laughs> okay. I, I've got 12 pairs of granny panties on, but. Oh, are you. Are you there? He looks at the time on his phone. I've been on this phone for two and a half hours, and she hasn't even gotten down <laughs> used to her I've used up all my minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty calls to Diane Keaton. <laughs> or if it was like in the 80s where he was like in a phone booth, he's like, please deposit 35 more cents. He's like, motherfucker. Oh, screw this. I'm going to call Blythe Dennis. Oh, my gosh. She's still in the Annie Hall tie. God uh, damn it. Thank you for calling. I'm going to take off one of my 12 scarves. If you could just hold. Oh, God damn it. My skin is so dry. I just ripped off a layer of skin taking this silk scarf off. That was the sound of my arm being removed with my Bill Blast blazer. <laughs> oh, I, sorry. Sorry about that noise. It was that my, my fan was really close to my head, and I just chopped off a little chunk of my Ripped hair. Ripped off just, I'm bleeding yeah. a little oh, bit, God. but it'll coagulate. A, yeah, that's fine. I'll put some uh, super glue on that. You're not going anywhere, right? Good. I'm excited for obscene yeah. phone calls. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Now we just have people airdropping dick pics, which I do think is very funny. Like if you're just at a Starbucks and you get that dropped, just mm-hmm. on your, you know, my jewel sent me a dick pic, but it was Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Pick. Dick Van Patten. Yeah. 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 All right. So you want to do it? Sure. Let's let's talk dirty to each other. All right. All right. All right. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. Okay. This is, I'll start with this. This is from the Star Tribune, Minneapolis, Minnesota, July 14th. In the year 2000. In the year. Okay, this is really, I can't read this. Dear Abby, the letters about obscene phone calls reminded me of something that happened when I was a teenager. A group of us would hang out at Charlie's house after school and uh, after school on weekends. We'd play ping pong cards, watch TV, or just shoot the breeze. One night, a boy named Mark began making obscene phone calls. He would dial random numbers, make a few crude remarks, then hang up and laugh. We all wanted him to stop, afraid of the calls could be traced, and we'd all get in trouble. He refused. He said he was having too much fun to stop. Another friend, Clint, said he wanted to make the next call. Mark handed him the phone. Clint dialed a number and then quickly handed the phone back to Mark, saying, I'm too nervous. You talk. Mark took the phone and made his usual crude remarks. His face turned white as he heard a woman say, Mark? Is that you? Mark slammed the receiver down and asked, What number did you dial? Your home phone, Clint replied. As the rest of us howled, Mark burst into tears. Perhaps it was a crude lesson, but Mark never again made an obscene phone call. 
Signed, Still Laughing in L.A. Abby says, It may have been cruel, but the day your friend talked trash to his mother was a day I'm sure none of you will forget. Oh, take a joke, damn it, Abby. God, that's funny, though. Can you? Yes, I can. Because I have such a distinct voice, I could never get away with making an obscene phone call. Can you imagine if I called you and I'm like, Ugh, tell me all about your day. Like, even I... (laughs) Hey, what are you wearing? You want a fucking blowjob, No, Patrick? really, what do you... What? Uh, yeah. Oh. What? Wait, wait, no. What? No. Uh, what? I want no, to touch on. your nipples. Aaron? <laughs> oh, you got me. Bingo. <laughs> wait. Oh, shit. Labor of love. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day. I, I... Did you ever do that? Like, did you... Did you ever try to, like, just fuck around and make a phone call like that? No. Oh. End of conversation. I mean, I would call and hang up. Like, that... Like, just prank. Yeah. But nothing dirty. No. Uh, uh, no. It was such an 80s thing, I felt like. I don't remember it ever coming into our house. Did you ever get, did your parents ever get like a random dirty phone call, a random guy just breathing all heavy? No, I didn't start one. Oh, where's the fun in that? I mean, I think, remember when the caller ID started becoming like a big thing? Or like Star had, 69 yeah. was the first one. Oh, like that's rough. That little box and you can check who called or whatever. So that kind of like squashed any of that in oh. my day. And then, of course, you got to be careful. Mandatory. If you've got a distinct voice, you know, it's like Kim Cattrall. Did I ever tell you that Jules downloaded Kim Cattrall's voice on his GPS? No. <laughs> He had you can his do that? first GPS. It was like the first one. You can download pretty much anybody saying anything to you now. But very first one that he had, like when GPSs first came out, mm-hmm. you could download a voice, but you were limited as to who you could pick. And this tells you around the time when this came out, Sex in the City was happening, so he had the option of Kim Cattrall. I love this so much. And it was themed. So when you're driving, she'd be like, Take a left, turn right, get on the highway, let's speed things up. Hey, don't touch my Manolos. Why don't we get in the back seat? She literally like talked shit to you while you drove. And there was one day where this thing was leading us down all the wrong paths, and I got so pissed off, and I turned it off, and I shoved it in that console in between the chairs, but I didn't turn it off all the way, and we were in the middle of a fight. <laughs> I was like, just just go. Just, just Let's drive there, and then we get there. You know, whatever. We'll deal with it then. Boom. Hey, don't touch my Manolos. But it was muted because she was in, like, in the console. Kim Cattrall's in the trunk. Oh, my God. Get Kim Cattrall out of the trunk. She keeps talking about a threesome. Hey, is there enough room in that back seat for both of us? She had like a... A map over her face, and I'm dating a guy with the most suspicious taste in cum. What? What? The that heck? doesn't have I anything to do mom. with where I'm going. <laughs> hey, hey, Grandma! So great to see you. Sorry about that. Um, I just fucked a guy in the back seat. Oh, don't listen to Kim. No, I she just... she said there's something in the back. She said seat. something about going to Costco. It's right. fine. That's not what she said. Wait, what? Oh. Let's speed things up a little bit with a, an article from the Pocono Record in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, August oh. 24th, 1968. Obscene phone calls! That's all. Period. That's all you have to say. Dear Ann Landers, 
My wife has been plagued by obscene phone calls for three weeks. We have notified the police, and they say they can't do anything unless we can keep the caller on the line while somebody alerts the police or the phone company. Often the calls are made from public booths, so you see how hard it is to catch someone in the act. My wife is on tranquilizers and losing weight. She asked me to write and ask you if you know of an effective method of dealing with these nuts who have nothing better to do than call people and talk rotten. Signed, Mr. L. of Boise. Dear Mr. L., the best way to deal with an obscene phone call is to hang up immediately. This deprives the caller of the thing he wants most, an audience. If the caller is phoning from a booth, he will not keep throwing dimes into the slot to hear the click of the receiver. The person who is being harassed should never repeat, never express fear, disgust, or anger. This will delight the caller and encourage him to keep calling. If the caller makes a threat or serious bodily harm, the call should be reported to the police. The Bell system is developing some amazing electronic equipment that can automatically set off an alarm in the central office and trace the caller. I was surprised to learn from Joseph O'Brien of Illinois Bell that many harassing calls are from relatives, neighbors, or acquaintances who bear a grudge. Ian! That makes sense. If my uncle ever called and was just like, (sighs) 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 Uncle Billy? I don't understand the heavy breathing, though. Like, what? Does anyone get turned on by that? How is it going to shake somebody? (sighs) Ew. Oh, Oh, I'm not going to lie. That's kind of nice. I don't know why. I I never thought I would enjoy that so much. Are you okay? Are you having a panic attack? Who is this? Get a get a brown paper bag. Stop like, smoking. Yeah. Emphysema. I don't understand Wait, that. Wait, do that again. Let me close my eyes. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Oh, it's warm. Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't understand obscene calls. I understand like phone sex, but I don't understand obscene calls. Well, they get off on that. I mean, what what are they saying? But the thing I they don't I don't understand because the person that they're they're not expecting this and most of the time they're not going to be like oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well yeah, i think that's that the point is like i'm just going to drop these in and i love that his wife is on tranquilizers because of this if this is the way to lose weight maybe this is the way to do it bring back obscene phone calls i just don't understand She's so that stressed about just just hang up the phone just hang up what are you stressed about you have the that that means to me that the wife is like oh this is actually kind of mm-hmm. i think i'll stay on the line for a little while see how this thing opens up I don't understand, like, when people are like, oh, I, I, you know, someone keeps calling me for money, and I'm like, well, why did you even get past, how did you even, why did you listen to their spiel? I don't know, and my mother has done this before. I'm like, just hang up, and Jules used to do this. He will, like, hear out a robocaller or Mm -hmm. somebody who's trying to, the second that if I would pick up the phone and you hear that weird click Mm -hmm. that tells you that this is not someone you know, I'm like, nope. Nope. Hang up. Period. The end. No. No apologies. No. But are tranquilizers still an option? Asking for a friend. This is a little skit we like to call Jules gets a dirty phone call. Well, hello? Mom? Oh, you like that? Oh, I 
it's kind of okay, yeah. Oh, it's so big. Oh, what is so big? Oh, it's real big. What's it? Oh, Jesus. Are you a Dairy Queen? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, well, pick me up a Frosty. Oh, my jeans are tight for you. Well, that's because you're a Dairy Queen. fuck. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck who? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. You like that bitch? Yes, I do. Oh, you like that? I am very supportive. Oh, you're going to fucking like that. Let's explore that. You're a dirty bird. How enjoyable. I'm I'm the dirty bird. Well, hey, mister. So dirty. Oh, well, nasty I did take bitch. a shower the other day. Oh, nasty. Ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is <laughs> Jules just goes, ah, after a while. Goes, oh, hey, hey. Uh, dirty, ah. I feel like we just improv the little rascals. Well, you did. If you're new, if you're involving Jules in anything, guess what? Alfalfa. <laughs> oh my Jules. God bless him and his cute little Flintstone feet. All right, hit me again. All right. And just keep hitting me. Hitting me. Slapping me. Oh. This is from the Fort Worth Star Telegram, Fort Worth, Texas, September eleventh, nineteen eighty nine. Mm, Fort Worth. Oh. <laughs> Take a left. <laughs> Dear Abby, I would like to pass along a recent experience to your women readers. The other afternoon, I received a telephone call from a man who said he was calling to deliver a lovegram from my husband. He knew my husband's name. He had a very pleasant, cultured voice and sounded very professional, so I stayed on the line and listened to what he had to say. I had expected a love poem or something on, of that order of a singing telegram, but he started to describe in very graphic terms the act of lovemaking, and it turned out to be an obscene phone call. I felt deceived, used, and violated. When my husband came home that evening, I asked him if he had sent me a lovegram, and he said he'd never heard of such a thing. Abby, please print this as a warning to other women. I assume the caller used the telephone directory as a source for names. Signed, Tricked, in Pasadena. Lovegram! Fuck me. I didn't mean to sing that like gummy bears. <laughs> Love gram. Fuck me here and there. Fuck me here and there and everywhere. Love gram. Fuck me here and there and everywhere. Just rip I'll off my dirty underwear. My <laughs> <laughs> this is your love gram. <laughs> Just rip off my dirty underwear. <laughs> I'm just saying. Come on. Dear Tricked, thanks for the tip, as well as the opportunity to tell my readers how to handle obscene phone calls. Thanks for the tip. Just the tip. (laughs) Thanks for the tip. The most effective way to handle an obscene phone call is to hang up immediately. Or, if you don't mind having your own telephone tied up for a while, carefully lay the receiver down and walk away for as long as you wish. If the call persists, contact your local phone company. That's a, yeah, that's a long game. 100% Abby got phone calls and just let them, let the receiver sit while she was like, yeah, this is fun. I'm going to curl my hair and drink a martini. I'm going to put this on. (laughs) Yeah, put it on speaker, make yourself a drink, have a cigarette and enjoy yourself, damn it. Just like on mute. That's disgusting. I fucking love that. Oh, this is a wonderful love of Graham. All right, I got one more article for you. Are you ready for this piece of A? We've ruined the gummy bears. 
Oh, no. In fact, I think we've made them better. I'm coming in a gummy bear. Ew, now I can't eat them anymore. <laughs> Ooh, I've got gummy bear squishers. Now I'm like, what else rhymes with bear? Tear. Oh, wow. This thing writes itself. Yeah. Thank God. This was your love-o-gram. But dun dun All right. This comes from the Logan Sport <laughs> Pharaoh's Tribune. That is a lot of words. From Logan Sport, Indiana. Uh, December 28, 1977. Obscene phone calls disturbed, petrified. Dear Ann Landers. Oh, wait, I need to. It's, I did this thing. I need to redo it because it's. All right. It's like it fogs out. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Dear Ann Landers, I just moved into this lovely apartment and was happy as a lark until about a week ago. From the first night, I have been bothered by obscene phone calls that begin about 1 a.m. and go on for at least an hour. I have no idea who is doing this to me. First, I tried to be polite and reason with the nut. Then I got mad and really let him have it. Last night, I threatened to call the police and have my line monitored. Please tell me, Anne, what can a person do about a rotten nuisance like this? I'm afraid the guy might know who I am and where I live. I need help. Signed, Petrified. Dear Pet, the best way to discourage obscene phone calls is to remain absolutely silent. Don't say a word. Just hang up. Here she goes. She's given the same same advice from the last one. Never express anger, fear, irritation, or shock at anything that is said. That is precisely what the caller is after. If he succeeds in getting an emotional response, he will pester you endlessly. Rarely will a person who makes obscene phone calls attack a victim where a, a vec, wait. Mm. Rarely will a person who makes obscene phone calls attack a victim should he find out where, who she is or where she lives. These phone freaks just get their jollies out of evoking responses. They are usually inhibited and cowardly types who would not risk any action. If, however, you are threatened in any way, or if the caller sounds crazy, phone the police and the telephone company. They'll get right on it. Hey! Wait, so she tells you to immediately hang up, and then she says, if they sound crazy, well, how Keep long are you... Keep them on the line. <clears throat> Why? Uh, Unless he says, I know where you live. I want to trap you. Hello, Sydney. Oh! And that's shit like that. Yes. Why don't you pop some Jiffy Pop? How do Wait. you see that I'm popping? Oh, oh, scream. Nobody wears candies anymore. What? I'm huh? not wearing. Oh, I am. Oh, <laughs> in my mind, I thought candy necklaces, and then I realized you're talking about the brand. Yeah. <laughs> like the Everybody 2000. wears candies. Everybody. These aren't can oh, no, oh, my candies. Oh, God. Not... They're Dr. Scholl's. <laughs> Remember him? Oh, my bad. This is, for some reason, when it comes to these articles, this is where she pipes up and has the most to say. You could write to her about, I'm thinking of leaving my husband, you know, the most intense questions, and she'll be like, talk to your priest. But with obscene phone calls, she's like, all right, here's what you want to do, because I get these all the time. Here's what you want to keep them on the line long enough where we can trace the call. Do you hear me? Ugh. Yeah. I also like that this chick is like, she's letting it, she's letting it go on. Mm -hmm. She's like, they start at one, and I just kind of take the calls. Why are you up taking the calls? This is Darlene. How can I help you? I'm going to fuck your spleen. Okay. All right. Let me reason cool. with you. All right. Okay. Are you hungry? You want a sandwich? Okay. Let me go get the Crisco. <laughs> Lovely. You know who did have an obscene phone call experience? Who? 
my mother. I'm sorry I did I, it once. I, I, I know. know. And well, you do it every time that we call her. You're obscene to my mother. Well, your mom puts it out there. She's asking for it. Well, I'm I guess then the lying. only way that we can confirm what was said on the uh, the uh, dirty phone call received in Boston, Massachusetts, is to call her. So I think it's time. And now it's time for the mob report. It's time to call me and see what the weather is like where I'm standing. Patty, make the dee 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 noise. You heard the lady. It's time for the mom report. It's time to call my mother and find out what was said on her one obscene phone call that still haunts her to this day. Very exciting. This is the 80s, so I'm hoping that there were really a lot of visuals. Hello? Whoa, hey, hey, how you doing? I'm great. Now, I am outside, and I'm moving around a little bit, but let me just get settled. Can you hear me okay? Yes, but what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is why I see phone calls don't work anymore. Uh, can you hear me? What? Uh, yes, we can hear you. Can you hear uh, us? I can hear you. Okay, just checking. Okay, have you I'm... been hearing us this whole time? Uh, not, yes. I don't know. I don't even know. Hi, how are you? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? Well, <laughs> you know... Somebody called me once and told me that. That's all they said? What am I wearing? They said exactly. Well, that could have been anybody because I've seen your outfits from the 80s. (laughs) Wait, how did they say it? Did they say it like, what are you wearing? Is this, what is this topic? Is this uh, obscene obscene phone calls? Obscene phone, all right. I was like about 17 years old. Ooh, the scene is set. And I answered the phone and some guy said, hey, who's this? And so I thought it was one of my brothers. And so I said, it's Ellen, like an idiot. And uh, <laughs> he said, uh, hey, Ellen, how'd you like to unbutton a couple of, blo- of buttons on your blouse? And I got really spooked because I was wearing a blouse. And I thought he could see me. I didn't know who. And I thought it was a joke. And I said, oh, come on. And uh, I said, why don't you unbutton a couple of buttons? And, and then, then it went south from there. He kind of like. He just grabbed onto that and, and went with it. So uh, that was like well, my first and last actually obscene phone call. But I mean, like now that with the have the caller ID, that kind of eliminated that issue. But it's very upsetting to get one. Well, let me ask uh, you and this. Then, and then and then my friends and I, we were laughing about it after I calmed down over it. So we made of an obscene phone call, and we. We, we got a hold of these two guys that were brothers, but they had a ball. We were calling and saying stuff to them, and they were saying back to us. So I figured, well, that was my career in uh, bad phone calls, and that was it. What I was like, did oh you my say God. to them? What did what you say? <laughs> what did you say to them? What did you say? What was your obscene phone we, call? We said, um, well, they were, they were like, you know, the first guy that picked up, I said, hey, what's your name? <laughs> And uh, this isn't obscene. He, 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 well, I kind of, I wouldn't have said anything obscene, but to me, that was like very aggressive. I was not the type that would call a guy, but I didn't know. We just picked random four numbers. It could have been Jim we called for that matter. Uh, and it was, uh, I just started talking to him and he actually sounded kind of nice. And so then my friend got on and he started telling us he has a brother and then the brother got on. And before I knew it, we were having a grand old time, and we, we probably <laughs> talked with them for probably maybe three weeks before we stopped. What? And, uh, 
<laughs> and that person That's is your my father. Career. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so no, you weren't really obscene. You were just on the party line. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. But 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 it was triggered by an obscene phone call. Whoever that guy was that wanted me to unbutton my blouse. Well, th- I guess um, we're not addressing it. Did you or I, did I you was, not? I, I was horrified. <laughs> Answer the man's yeah, question. You're not answering the question. Answer his question. Did you or did you not unbutton the blouse? <laughs> uh, well, guess. What do you think? Of course I did not. I don't know. You were young and impressionable. <laughs> you I was young and very look, impressionable. Now that I've apparently. heard that you made dirty phone calls yourself, I'm judging you. Yeah. Ah. Tables have turned. Well, yes, you're a dirty I was, bird. I was so young and carefree, you know. That, oh. uh, so then you that did unbutton your wild blouse. period. <laughs> yeah. But, uh. It never got any worse than that. I became Wait, very. Uh, I want you to tell I, me what else he said. She just, she just, she went very vague, and she said, and then it went south from there. So do you oh, mean literally well, south? Yeah. Oh, did he, he said, drive south on the highway? You're not making me say all this on the air. Yes, I mean, we are. Yes, we are. That's why we call. <laughs> no, he just, uh, he he just went from the blouse to, uh, you know. Uh, you dungarees. Ew, dungarees! Yeah, <laughs> yes. And all do have a button. Okay. And, Did he uh, say slacks uh, at and, any and point in this phone call? Slacks off. I think I was I more surprised slacks. that I was such an idiot because I, I originally in the beginning thought it was a, my brother joking. And uh, so I kind of hung around on the line only to find out it was not him. It was somebody else. How and long he really did this... wanted me to do those things. How long were you on the phone with this person? Ten minutes, half an hour. Uh, I'd say between four and five minutes. <laughs> okay, all right. But how before long were you I... on the phone before you realized that it wasn't your brother asking you to unbutton your blouse? Uh, probably thirty seconds. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, <laughs> probably four to five minutes. I don't. Know. Nobody has ever asked so then, me to do that. Did you feel weird when you had to put your clothes back on when you hung up the phone? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've already been triggered said- enough because you said dungarees. There's nothing that could be any worse. Before we leave you, I just want to make you feel comfortable. Okay, ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love your Jordache jeans. I enjoy your slacks. You know, I think I would call. You look great in overalls. I bought a couple of those, too. <laughs> Your Ocean Pacific shirt really <laughs> turns me on. <laughs> is is okay. that a Pierre Cardin right, Now people Cardin. just laugh at these so, these phone calls. Or they just don't they, take them. You know, or they're they asked just, for them because they're on Tinder. Yeah. Yeah, they've swiped but right. But back in, back in my day, it, it was spooky to get a call from someone telling you to do that. And like you, you, you kind of freeze a little bit. You don't know what to say. Which is which is nothing. You which is why up. you just say yes and you keep going to yes. see where the story <laughs> goes. That's where I should the have done improv it. goes. And that man is my father. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for being dirty with us, uh, and I hope that your slacks are buttoned up. Yeah, everything uh, is okay. I everything. Am, I am. T- Never mind. I am all set. Okay. <laughs> oh I think god. this is a, an appropriate time to end the conversation. Sorry. Oh my god. I. Okay. All right. I'm going to go clean out my brain. This have has a great been day. fun. I'm going to have some bleach. Okay. All right. Okay. We're going to go drink it. Bye. Right, bye. Oh. bye. Bye. Have a great weekend, everybody. Love you, Patty. Love, Love you, too. Love you. Dirty. Bye. Dirty bird. Dirty. Uh. Get her out of there. Get out. Wow.
She was not going into details. I want to know what that guy asked her to do when it went down south. You mean towards her vagina? Mm. There God. we go. It's a good segue, too. Oh, Instagram, Instagram mail. mail. Instagram, Instagram mail. mail. Let's call Aaron's mom and dig deep in that. Open up that Instagram mail. Yeah, put the hand in the mail. Oh, yeah. Put your okay. hand root around it. Yeah. Take now, it out now. Pay both. my bills. Both of oh, those. that's that's an obscene uh, phone call I want. It's like, oh, I paid your American Express bill. deposit in your checking account. Oh, yeah. Oh, tell me more. I lost your card. I did it. I air dried all the new lemons. I put down the dry cleaner. That's a middle-aged obscene phone calls. I got you a Starbucks. It's in your mailbox. It's a labor of love. Middle-aged obscene phone calls. You're hearing them for the first time today, born on this podcast. All right, it's time for some Instagram mail. Now, this is the segment of the, the program where we take advice questions from you, dear listeners. So email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, or let's be modern, will you? Slide into our DMs. You just write, Dear Pod, your advice question, sign it with a fake name, and then two people who are vastly unqualified to do pretty much anything Correct. will attempt to answer your advice and questions. Here we go. Here we go. All in. Okay. Okay, unbutton in, your blouse and read the question. All right. What if I unbuttoned my shirt and then I had like that Janet Jackson nipple clamp on? And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? I don't know. I don't You've know what that was. You've got a tight T on. I feel like if you unbutton it, you're just going to hear boing. I don't know what that Janet Jackson thing was. I know this is like 17 years ago, yeah. but I still don't know what that was. Did she had a nipple on? ring. Yeah. Was it a nipple ring? Like it pierced her nipple or was but it just like a But that's why I thought it was part of the show because her nip was so bedazzled that I thought, ah, what a wonderful costume. Come to find out, malfunction. She just has a nipple ring. I don't know. This is like this is what I do. I it go back so to like painful. the '90s, early 2000s, and talk about things as if it just happened. Oh yeah, it's fresh and new. It is. It is. You're not alone. Speaking of fresh and new, here's the question. Mm. Dear Pod. Oh, dear Pod. My boyfriend and I have been dating for about six months, and he wants me to meet his parents. This is a big step, and I'm ready for it. But I'm super nervous. He comes from a family of Wiccans. I'm afraid of saying or doing the wrong thing and offending them. Or worse, end up cursed. Any advice on this? Signed, Glinda the Non-Witch. Dear Witch, did you speed through the get-to-know-you process on date one? This is when all flags usually present themselves, like if they're from Arkansas or believe in conspiracy theories, belong to Scientology, claim Jennifer Lopez is a singer. Then you slowly close your purse, push back your chair, excuse yourself from the table, and get the hell out of there. I'm sure he's a handsome man, but so was Ted Bundy. Even if his family likes you, what if you have a falling out later? Then you're stuck and you'll be walking home one day and suddenly get attacked by a flock of birds or feel needles in your arms from a voodoo doll spell or start speaking backwards when someone asks you directions on the street. As much as I hate to give you the advice to run, I'm giving you the advice to run. Sprint. Do not let your feet touch the ground. 
Say you've decided to become a nun. Wiccans have no power over nuns. They're the most ruthless and powerful beings on this planet. They don't simply brand children with rule marks from slapping their hands. They're cunning and crafty like that Mother Teresa. She's fooled everyone into thinking that she was the sweetest person alive. But if Ellen DeGeneres has taught us anything, there's a dark side to that smile. I've been told Mother Teresa had a tight sequin miniskirt and red underneath her habit and would frequent casinos instead of tending to the poor. Wiccan, born-agains, Scientologists, fundamentalists, Mormons, or, or Christians should be weeded out in the first 10 minutes of your dating life. Now pack a bag, grab your guitar, and head for the hills, Maria. He'll never find you in the Abbey. Signed, Blessed Mother Abbey. There's, there's no uh, Wiccan rom-coms. Uh, and you want to know why? Because they would kill everybody that exposed them. Oh, oh. Like, well, we don't, don't like they'd write to the network if you don't take this off the air. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's that. And then it's like a rash breaks out on set. Oh, Scientology rom-com. There you go. Well, you can because it's not really based in anything. Aren't Wiccans good witches? I don't know. Like, you know, it's more about earth and environment and is nature. And I, always thought, then why is that, I always thought Wiccan was bad. Moons. No, no, no. I know people who are. I have friends. I have Wiccan friends. Is Wiccan just don't leave them out in the rain? <laughs> Is Wiccan what they were in the craft? Something Wicca this way comes. Uh, y- yes, yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I. Well, I. I mean, I think that was like bastardized Hollywood Wiccan, but I know people who were Wiccan. Okay. I'd have never gone into it with them. I guess I'm just I'm ignorant. There, I'm ignorant. I have such a thing. It's like oh, you'd think after Salem, you know, everybody would lighten up. But I, I'm like, once I found out they were Wiccan, I was like, I felt like I don't cross them. It's suddenly like um, uh, the mafia. Mm-hmm. And just say the right things. I didn't see anything. All right. If you see like chicken bones wrapped together in your backyard, I'd worry. Or like a painted rock. All right. Here is what Anne has to say. Dear Glenda. When it comes to meeting the parents, everyone tends to be nervous. Whether they're Jewish, Christian, Presbyterian, Unitarian, Wiccan, or Jedi. As long as you there's they're not Scientologists, you're good. I think there's a lot of upsides to your boyfriend's parents being wicked. If you ever get married, you can tell people your mother-in-law's a real witch, and you wouldn't be wrong. Bring them a gift, like a purity candle, some sage, or the semen of a righteous man. You know, some fun. I don't know much about Wiccans, but I doubt they're slaughtering goats and stirring potions. Or maybe they are. Good for them! I have a hard time cleaning a cast iron pan. Muscle my hat is off to them if they can clean a cauldron. I would approach the parental meeting like any other. Be polite. Be open. And don't dress like Feruza Balk in the craft. Good luck, you nervous son of a bitch. And happy spellbinding. Ayan! Did you ever hear the song Spellbound by Paul Abdul? (sighs) Did you ever? Did I have the album? And um, was my first kiss to Rush Rush? Yes, and yes. Did I have braces? Yes. Did I call into the radio station to submit a title of her new tour? Yes, I did. Did you win? No. What was the title? I forgot what it was. Quaaludes? No. It was, so it was that album, and then you did like, call in and uh, name Paul Abdul's new tour, and we'll see if it if it sticks. That would have been awesome. Yeah. If you had to name Paula Abdul's new tour right now, what would you name it? Drunk. Barely breathing. Because I am barely. Um, I. 
I still also love the that hairpiece Whit- tour. That Whitney Houston clip when she blasts Paul Abdul. Oh God, that's when Whitney Houston. When you take the reins off of her, that was that was the funnest of all the well, Houstons. Well, I think it's her mom started it. Like you could kind of like her mom's egging around. She's like Janet Jackson can't sing for shit. And then oh, she she was like poking at Whitney, yeah. trying to get her to and talk. And then she's like, Paul Abdul is off key on the record. Oh, that. wait, that's what she said about her? Yeah, I don't really what, remember. That's what Whitney Houston said. Um, it's fantastic. I suggest all of our listeners to Google Whitney, Whitney Houston, Houston on Paula Paul Abdul. Because it's uh, in that enough. documentary. Is Paula Abdul still around? I remember I she so. did the drunk <clears throat> interview that went viral. And then I feel like we haven't really heard from her. She I was think a she had to sit guest. down and she had to sit down in Vegas. Did she? Yeah. I feel like I've had a sit down in Vegas at this point. <sighs> I loved like that, you know. Forever Your Girl, I fucking listened to that like oh my crazy. God, please. But I think it was the, the top pony. Rush Rush will always have a place in my heart because of me kissing that guy, Billy. Oh, that's Keanu Reeves. Was, I f- no, oh, oh. No, not you making out with No, Keanu I would, I mean, same diff. Right. And I remember, you know, well, like when you have like your first kiss and you're like, this is our song. This is, for, this is our song. Never had that. Oh, that was just me. You had braces? Did like, he have braces? No, he did not. I had braces for most of my life. And did you ever have those awkward moments where they pull back and his mouth is bleeding? Uh, no. I, I got really adept at the cover. Cover the teeth. Cover. Uh-huh. Uh, one of these, you know? I don't think I ever made out with anybody with my braces. You just waited <clears throat> until it was done? How many years? I don't know. Well, I didn't have braces that long, but I didn't really make out with too many people. Oh, I had the worst teeth in the world. And I just knew, I was like, well, if I wait for these things to come off, I'm going to be 28 before I kiss anybody. Well, it's all right. Rush, rush. Come on me. Oh, yeah. Spellbound, so wicked spellbound. Or do you remember that um, there was like that that one song that was like that environmental or whatever it's called? Promise of a new day. <gasps> that was my that was my title of the the Promise of a New Day tour. Oh! That was my. Why um, didn't they take it? I think it was it was the Under Your Spell tour that they chose. Promise of a new day. That was track number one. Yes, and so the video is like I remember because I watched VH1 all the time because I am adult contemporary as a child, <laughs> and. Like the video, like it's so stretched out, and people are like, they're stretched out because she was like, you know, it's like the beginning of not the beginning, but the continuation of shaming women. Like, you know, every time she gained five pounds, it looked like she was like a thousand pounds, but it was only like, you know. So they would stretch out the the, film. The the video looks stretched. Oh my God. But then it's like, is that artistic or is it not? I wish that I had somebody to do that live. Just stretch me out. Sure. You look fine. Ladies and gentlemen, she looks fine. I love. Other songs, Promise of a New Day, Rock House, Rush Rush, Spellbound, Vibology, not my favorite track. I loved Vibology. I couldn't get behind V-I-B-E-L-O-G. You. Your body is funk next you to, to me. You to the A power? What is that? You oh, t- no, that's Prince. How did that end up in this track listing? Mm. G to the- oh, wait, I'm thinking of Diamonds and Pearls. Um, will you marry me? That's when, uh, that's because... So this video, it features um, Emilio Estevez because that's what she was married to him. 
I forgot about Will that. you marry me, boy? Will you? Will you? Emilio's like, no. I won't. I won't. I won't. I'm not. I have a lot of money. And I'm I don't in need the Estevez video. family. I don't need I don't you. Know. I don't need this. Yeah. Charlie Sheen is my brother. Oh, yeah. All right. Are we ready for one final segment? Rush, rush to it. Hurry, hurry, lover. Come to this a specialty, specialty cocktail, specialty drink. drink. I'm spellbound in this crafty cocktail with Baruka Bonks or whatever the fuck her name is. Oh, all right. So speaking of Emilio Estevez and family, this week's specialty cocktail is called the Golden Showers. <laughs> Stop, that's actually going to make me pee. Hi, what are you wearing? Yeah, is it hot? I bet it's hot. I bet you're hot enough. What's your name? Oh, wait, this is done in Jules's voice. Well, hi there. What are you wearing, huh? Yeah? Is it hot? I bet it's hot. I bet you're hot in it. What's your name? I'm James Jules Ferris. Was I supposed to tell you my name? That's Jules right there. That's his obscene phone call. For this, you will need one ounce of vodka, one ounce of orange juice, one half ounce lemon juice, a splash of triple seconds of ginger ale. Shake all ingredients, except ginger ale in a shaker, with ice. Strain over rice into an old-fashioned glass. Fashion glass. And top with ginger ale. Garnish with lemon slice. All right. Here are his tasting notes. I'm wearing a long trench coat. I'm sitting hunched over in a corner. And I'm about to whip out my rotary phone and dial a random number in the hopes that you will pick up so I can unleash all of my kinks on you. We had to talk about the fact that it's a rotary phone, too. That's valid. And if your kink is a golden shower, then... Ew. I mean, I'm not judging, but... But if your golden shower comes with the sweetness of this cocktail, then hold on. I just might appreciate what all the fuss is about. This cocktail may look as if it's already passed through someone, but I guarantee you that after one sip, you will smack your lips and say, Mmm, not bad. This drink has got a little wang to it. <laughs> Down the hatch, everybody! And that is the golden shower. Oh, I'm so excited to drink this urine. It does kind of look urine-y after you haven't had water for like six hours. There's like a foaminess to Ooh, this is good. Oh, this is delightful. Mm. That's not delight, not... Here we go. Yep. I was obsessed with delight. This is delicious. The groove is in my pants right now because mm. this is good. This is really great, James. I'm surprised because I it has like, lots of juices. Like the cat got the canary. Is there something in here? That, is there cocaine in this? Is there a little bit of urine in here? There's a little floating. There's oh. a little bit of a semen of a righteous man. Uh, I know. I, that would explain the foaminess. Yeah. 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 Whatever. It looks I just, a little... Yeah. I felt like I was. Was that bubble tea? Oh no, that was. <laughs> I cannot stomach bubble tea, and I hate that there's that place in in Hell's Kitchen that's just like boba tea, and you see people drinking it, and the straws are huge. It has to be to accommodate for the bubbles, the disgust. I don't ever want to. Oh, it's never like oh, let me drink something with chunks in it. No, it's gross. Chunks that will like burst <clears throat> in your mouth. What is the point of a bubble tea? I don't know, but I welcome this place that's underneath me. I cannot, for the life of me, believe that this, like, Japanese tea place that opened, like, it, actually part of my building, mm-hmm. 
I was like, this weird, like the weird electronic store closed. And then all of a sudden this thing opened. I'm like, this is terrible. Why couldn't it be like an ice cream shop or something fun? And I'm like, Japanese tea shop. And like they're awning. It's like more words on it than it's absolutely necessary. There's a picture of a person, then there's some tea, and then there's like an ocean. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck this is. Um, it's like someone went like font happy and like graphic happy. Yeah, lots of winding like, fonts. If you buy two, you'll get four more. And they're like, great. I don't know what this is. Anyway, I'm like, well, this will close. This place has not only been open during the pandemic, but lines. I'm like, what the fuck? What are people getting? Have you gone in? It's like a, you know, you can get like these iced tea concoctions. It's a little bit like bubble tea, but I think it's more, I don't yeah. I wonder if there's something it's all really, healthy to it. It might be. Like, I mean, people drive up and go, it's insane. Look, you know, they put collagen and everything over there. My 7-Eleven collagen On 49th experience Street? in Japan. Oh, right. So if you're bringing like a tea house over here, you better be bringing some special something. I don't know. To make my skin look better. Speaking of skin looking better, this golden shower is not half bad. I'm not interested in a golden shower, but this one I am. No, this is the only golden shower I want. Right. If my jewels was like, oh, hi there, just sit still while I take a whiz on your face, I'm calling a lawyer. Yeah, no. And no. I don't, I, no. There was something, when you started it with the gym voice, and I was like, this is strange with a child's <laughs> voice in a golden shower. Well, kind of yeah, but it's not a child's voice. It's just an impression of my jewels, okay. which is Fair very enough. accurate if I do sure. say so myself. Well, you've never just done phone show. sex or you've never called for phone sex? No. Because oh my God! Can obscene. you picture? There is a. I can't. I. Because I, remember all those phone lines. It's like. Yeah. Do you wanna? Do you wanna get off? Well, you know that I do get... Harlequin romance novels, yes, so it's not that different. I don't have the ability. But you better be paying me if I'm doing it. Not like a nine hundred. Like, did you ever call a nine hundred number? Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. What happens? What do they say? I mean, that's per minute, not cheap. Correct. How much was the first minute? <clears throat> I don't really remember. How, how long were you on? I think I was on there for a long time. You know, keep in mind, I'm a repressed homosexual. Okay. I don't know how to act out. I'm definitely not going to meet anybody. You don't need to defend yourself here. But I'm not you defending probably, myself. I'm, I'm just explaining you. the situation. Mm-hmm. And you seem testy. You okay, seem so, testies. Well, here's <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> so, here's a, so here's a story. So um, this is terrible. And I can't even. Okay. So anyway. I'm in you don't college. have to look at me while you tell it. Well, I'm not touching myself. Okay, well, but let's I, really do this like a confessional. So I was in college, and really, like towards the end, I was like, it, well, no, maybe it was like the second or third year. I was like, re- like kind of struggling. Like I couldn't figure out what to do. I had no outlet. You know, it's like I couldn't really hook up with anybody. Didn't want to say anything because I thought I was going to go to hell and all blah blah blah. So all the fun stuff, <clears throat> all the rapture stuff, right? Yeah. So, um. The house is closed during the summer, but I'm around. Our fraternity house is closed. Mm-hmm. And we had fired our house mother, and she had this apartment oh, God. in the house. Okay. So There's an apartment in the house. And she had a phone in there, which is, you know, whatever. And I was in there doing something, and I just randomly made up a 900 number to call. So I was, like, interested. Like, Wait, what, how did you make up a 900 number? Well, it's like 1-800-HOT-SEX-2-X's. Oh, so you di- you just sort just of random, dialed like, in. Yeah, I just figured, well... But, oh my God, it's like whenever I try to get a coupon code and I'm like, September 20, mm-hmm. September 21, and like you keep yes, scrolling yes. through any... Camping, sun, family, <laughs> you know, things Undies like that. Undies 20, relax right. 20. But meanwhile, I'm like, hot sex, 
cum head. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just any big two sex. dirty words together. Big dick. One nine hundred. Big dick. Boob ass. Now that one really <laughs> stuck. I didn't think anyone was gonna pick up, but you know, hey, there's something One nine hundred dirt star. D R T. Dirt. Dirt star. So, um, I didn't real like I you know would call these things or whatever and I just wanted to hear people because I didn't really I was just craving some sort of connection without actually connecting because okay. you know the fear of God so you're like Winona Ryder in reality bites just talking to the psychic for the sake of having someone there right okay so just listening to someone that maybe whatever I'm not really doing anything but um so then later so this goes on and once I realized like oh this this works so um I'm the president of my fraternity Mm-hmm. And we have these housing corporation meetings. Oh which, no! Um, oh my god, my ass is puckering already. I... So we're like, you know, it's like me and like the, some other uh, my board, right? And we're sitting there talking or whatever. And then there's like the old guys, the the, the president of the corporation, mm-hmm. our advisor, blah blah blah. And um, the guys like, so we've we've we have this phone bill here, <gasps> and you know it's pretty high. I'm like a phone for what? For like our house phone? Because we have a house phone. It's like, five kappa psi, can I help you? And it's like, hi, this is Debbie. I'm looking for John. Is he in? So um, they're like, uh, yeah, we have this bill here. And I we don't know um, really what it belongs to, but we have like a $600 phone bill. And we're like, what? Wow. For what? And we're like, we, like for, for, I don't understand. And they're like, it's these nine, there are these 900 numbers that are billed to this account. So someone <gasps> is using this. And I'm like, well, I don't think anybody's been in the house. So I don't know. And you are just tap dancing for days. And I'm like, huh, okay. I don't know. And like, well, like, well, where? He's like, well, someone's been using the, the phone in the, the house mother suite. I'm like, I don't know who would I don't know who would do that. I'm like oh my God. I don't know. Like some people have been coming in and out to, you know, set up their their rooms or whatever during the summer. <gasps> so I don't anyone really could have access. I haven't locked the the individual rooms because they're all open. So pretty much any anybody. Oh my god! Yeah. But you're talking so fast that that you're like making yourself look guilty. I mean, it could it could be anybody. I mean, I mean it, it could be, be that guy. I mean, that guy. Everything's that was, unlocked. Remember I mean, that guy? Was, I, I think his name I mean, was Jimmy. He was in here for a minute, and, and then we yeah, we just cleaning the gutters. Was, and yeah, I remember Jimmy. He walked in. I don't know people. I don't know because I have a fan. Why do I go to school here anyway? Anyway, it was me. It was me. I did it. It was me. It never came. So I was like, oh, and then like the next time. This, something similar happened and they're like someone is still making these phone calls i'm like i don't know what's happening how often did you do this how many times did you make these calls <laughs> i'm so excited for the number i did it quite often what are we talking like daily I, it seems like it yeah for how long because this is my outlet like all summer long no so like, yeah patty and they never found you out I, well no they didn't they, they there, there's no the camera yeah because they had mis- to. Yeah, they couldn't refute the claim. Yeah. Like, well, who's been in this room? Like, I don't know. Oh, my God. Isn't that great? The time before cameras when they could easily look at every damn nanny cam in the yeah. house it's and not like, blow up your spot. Yeah. It's not like they'd call up like Verizon and be like, can I have these phone calls, please? <gasps> so you just did it on their dime. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Well, I didn't really. like. Also, it was like, I was a little like. It, 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 is this am i being charged or like what like i didn't really know you didn't get the idea behind it not really and i love that after they put you on the spot the first time 
and you tap danced your way out mm-hmm. and they never nobody ever blamed you nobody ever even looked at you twice right no, no. Wow. i think they called them and they realized it was like a gay thing and for whatever reason they didn't put me in that wow you were hidden deep you were like you it. were alcading you were like in a cave mm-hmm. i had so a different wild. set of cd's yeah I had the it hidden all. gay cd's which mm-hmm. was like the celine dion collection Paula abdul spellbound <laughs> mm-hmm. And then what were the straight CDs? Dave Matthews, John Mellencamp, Blues Travelers. <laughs> uh, Blues Traveler. Pearl that should Jam, have been a tell. Um, Creed. They should have known. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> oh, John Mellencamp. That's definitely on the line there. Well, I mean, I did go to school in Bloomington, Indiana. So if you don't have a bunch of John Mellencamp CDs, then you're pretty much expelled. It actually came with all of your school books. You're like, oh, okay, I'll listen to that. Yeah, once you paid your tuition, they were like, great, here's your key, here's a map to the campus, and here's your John Mellencamp CD. Oh, thank you so Enjoy much. Enjoy four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, here's the bill for that phone call that you made. <laughs> it's $1,100. <laughs> To one nine hundred dirt star. I don't understand what this means. Uh, I don't know who's an athlete, but uh, they do like fun jocks. <laughs> J O X X. This episode of Dear Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.